0: From the Cyber Hub bunker in studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. We've got a great, great show for all of y'all. Sorry about the stream issues we had yesterday. I think we finally resolved those with our stream provider. And so we're back and live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and hopefully. Fingers crossed, we don't have any issues today, although all the tests we've done so far this morning have all come back successfully. So without opening my mouth to the devil, we've got a packed show this morning with Outlook being hit by DDoS by Anonymous Sudan. Um, A a bit of an overview of the DBIR report that came out yesterday. I'm planning on doing a deep dive tomorrow on the show uh, for that, so stay tuned. We've also got some special episodes coming, including the panel I did at Data Connectors in may uh with the amazing cecil uh, Panada and 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 a whole slew of people is just really fun i'm going to be posting all of that content soon so go check that out cyberhubpodcast.com for all the latest and greatest join me in powering through this morning i've got my double espresso whatever you're drinking put it in the comments let me know half cup cheers y'all on a day of a packed show there's a few things we keep in mind one is that outlook.com is getting hit by outages as hacktivists claim that uh, they've successfully performed a DDoS attack against the service. The outage follows two additional major outages yesterday, creating widespread disruption for global Outlook users, preventing users worldwide from reliably accessing or sending emails using the mobile Outlook app. Outlook users have taken to Twitter to complain about the spotting email service, stating, saying it's affecting their productivity. That tends to be what DDoS does to the Microsoft, This said that these outages are caused by technical issues posting to twitter a series of updates uh the problem is that there's someone else in there kind of saying hey microsoft this isn't necessarily technical y'all we're kind of coming after you um so anonymous sudan went out and said that they are behind the disruptions going on by performing didos attacks against uh theoutlook.com we can target any u.s company we want americans do not blame us blame your government for thinking about intervening in sudanese internal affairs we will continue to target large u.s companies government and infrastructure according to their telegram channel we hope you enjoyed it microsoft they then tried to blackmail microsoft for about a million dollars um and also offered to teach their cybersecurity experts how to repel attacks um so can obviously see the stuff here. It's written in Arabic and in English. And so there's that piece from Anonymous Sudan. Microsoft has not really um, responded to this. It'll be interesting to see how they do. It'd be no surprise if Microsoft is targeted by this as well. By the way, wouldn't be surprising at all. Nonetheless, um, hacktivism. And when you um, when your company either directly or indirectly supports or stands for something, uh, that that's the bribe you become a target whether you want to or not and, and that's the case for microsoft here so there's that android issued a security update for the android operating system resolving over 50 vulnerabilities including an arm molly gpu flaw exploited by spyware vendors that flaw cve 2022-22706 the exploited bug is a kernel driver issue that arm fixed in january of last year but which had been targeted in attacks before that according to google as uh, report in March of 2023. Despite no uh, exploitation, Google and other Android vendors took more than a year to incorporate the patches. Curiosity as to why. Last month, Google resolved another Android bug ex- exploited by spyware vendors as a zero day track to CVE 2023 0266. And so, this one will be available in the first week of June. It'll split into two. There'll be a June 1st uh, uh, update and I believe a June 5th update for your Android system. So, just make sure. You're getting those updated. A new PowerDrop malware is targeting the U.S. aerospace industry. An unknown threat actor is being observed targeting the U.S. aerospace industry with a new PowerShell-based malware called PowerDrop. The PowerDrop uses advanced techniques to evade detection, such such as deception, encoding, and encryption, according to Adalumin which found the malware implemented in an unnamed domestic aerospace defense contractor in May of 2023. And I hope us Adelumin. I think that's the name. The name is derived from the tool Windows PowerShell used to, cons- uh, to concord the script and drop from the uh, drop string used in the code for padding. PowerDrops also post is a post-exploitation tool, meaning it's designed to gather information from the victim network after obtaining initial access through other means. The malware also employs the ICMP uh, request messages as beacons to initiate communication with command and control servers. The server, for its part, responds back with an encrypted command that's decoded and run on the compromised host. A similar ICMP ping messages is used for exfiltrating the results of the instruction. What's more, the PowerShell command is executed by means of the Windows Management Instrumentation Service, indicating the adversary attempts to leverage, living off the land tactic to sidestep detection. So another massive, um, um, another very intrusive type of malware uh, targeting a critical part of our economy two and a half million people are impacted by an enzo biochem data leak after a successful ransomware attack that could lead to identity theft among others now why is this important for many of you who post your 23 and me testing results and you want to find out your ancestry which i absolutely salute and i hope you do that but be smart about it so enzo biochem biochem is a life sciences and molecular diagnostic company based in New York. They provide clinical research services and develop products such as DNA tests. Two and a half million individuals uh, had their health information and social security numbers compromised. They filed The company filed with the, uh, uh, a 10K report with the SEC to announce the breach, alerting the public that there were 2.47 million individuals across the U.S. that were affected by the data breach, 600,000 of whom had personal identifiable information such as their social security numbers leaked. The attack took place on April 6th. The company confirmed a ransomware attack had breached its external systems and on April 11th determined definitively what kind of data had been leaked, including names and testing information and is now disclosing the incident publicly. Though the company continues to operate and its facilities are still open, it is implementing new measures in its disaster recovery. So another one bites the dust here. The FBI has issued what I like Consider to be kind of like a really interesting warning about deep fakes used to blackmail targets with fake sexually explicit photos and videos of them. The agency saying that AI is helping these victims of generating this type of content and then threatening to post it on social media or other places. Now, why is this important for all of us cybersecurity practitioners? Because this is probably going to happen to either employees friends of employees, but it's probably going to be within a third connection level for all of us uh, of someone who could be impacted by this. So while the FBI issued this warning, how many people actually pay attention to them, us and news media typically, and even then they write it uh, very, very awkwardly. So a few things to do here uh, for all of you practitioners. One, this is a great opportunity to evangelize this across the company. Number two, Advise that social media websites and online forums are typically going to block pornographic websites, uh, pornographic content, um, unless it's Reddit or a pornography site. Number two, if someone approaches them with that to contact the security team at the company and build some trust, help them uh, engage with your vendors to see what could potentially be done, if anything, or at least get law enforcement involved uh, to help uh, the employees in the company deal with a situation that is embarrassing um, for one. And number two, people are really worried about what kind of impact that would have for them. The Verizon DBIR report that came out yesterday has a whole slew of data. And one of them is really the runaway growth of ransomware's runaway growth with median payments now reaching around $50,000 per incident. The latest the full three quarters of data breaches in last year involved a human element although web application vulnerabilities were on the rise in fact almost top level there social engineering incidents have almost doubled since last year to account for 17 percent of all breaches and again as we settle into this new hybrid work return to office norm we focused so much over the last three years of kind of the work from home but now it's time for us to get back to we're back to normal and, and that normal is going to introduce new risks. And, and people's behaviors have changed online in this time period as well. So what you're seeing in this report is there's the human element is still critical, but you're also seeing the software supply chain be, be even more. And I'm going to double down on this tomorrow on tomorrow's show. I've read every single piece and and everyone's kind of picking the cookie cutter stuff that Verizon wants you to pick out. If you really deep dive into the DBIR report, there's some data in there that's really, really critical to share with your application team, with your with your uh, uh, engineering team. It, it's data that's critical for them to understand what the last year looked like for many organizations when it came to, to those types of attacks and what those means. And then mapping, mapping that to your industry is even, even more important. So the trend here is financial, obviously, motivation in most cases. However, we saw several industries where that wasn't the case, where espionage and and top one as well so again i'm going to deep dive into this tomorrow just wanted to share this one by dark reading i thought it was pretty good but again there's more to the report the cyberspace solarium is coming out against ppt 21 the presidential policy directive uh, back introduced by then president barack obama um, updated by president trump and hasn't been really touched by president biden The White House critical infrastructure order is outdated and needs rethinking, according to the CSC Commission, the Cyberspace Solarium Commission. The report released Wednesday by the 2.0 version, the successor organization to the Cyberspace Solarium, argues that the federal government could do more to apply the lessons learned by agencies and industry. The Biden administration is currently revamping the document. The report notes that the White House has taken several steps intended to strengthen federal digital security including multiple executive orders and the creation of the office of the national cyber director. In the meantime, however, the white house's incremental approach is not delivering the necessary improvement to the SRR SRMA performance, especially as both physical and especially cyber threats to the country's critical infrastructure continue to escalate. Someone who's a practitioner of critical infrastructure, I can tell you it's absolutely true. There is some dysfunction. There's too many uh, cooks in the kitchen here. And because there's too many cooks in the kitchen, there's a lot of disorganization. I personally think hand everything off to CISA and let CISA run point. Let them quarterback this thing. Let them use the relationship that agencies, other federal agencies, have with critical infrastructure facilities like the Department of Energy with energy companies, and and so forth, and DoD with 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 uh, uh, federal contractors to really work this thing out um, and 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 work on a greater rollout rather than having every single one of these orgs kind of come up with its own guideline. This disjointedness does not help our efforts, not when our enemies are very united in their approach. Everyone's talking about Apple's new VR uh, product from the uh, Worldwide Developer Conference on Monday, but some people forgot about some of their privacy and security features that they're gonna be rolling out to devices later this year, including Apple Safari's browser is getting an improved private browsing mode, which will lock when not in use, so that users can leave tabs open if even if they need to step away from the device the private browsing will also deliver advanced tracking and fingerprinting protection to prevent websites from using the latest technologies to track and identify users to further protect users privacy apple messages and mail applications will remove from urls any information that websites might use to track users across the internet so any of the uh uh, you know dot com forward slash fb double g xyz all that's going to be gone according to apple apple's also providing developers with new tools to learn more about the data practices of any third-party software development kit they might use in their app they're also expanding communication safety warning children when receiving or sending photos containing nudity and to also cover videos received or sent using messages and is providing developers with a new abi to integrate the feature into their application so snapchat instagram reddit you've been put on alert I think many parents would love to see you actually do this. Communication safety will also cover airdrops, FaceTime, video messages, contacts, uh, posters received via the phone app, and the photo picker when choosing content to send. The feature can be enabled or disabled for the child account from the family sharing plan. All content is processed on the device according to Apple, so none of it makes it to the cloud. There's also lockdown mode, which is designed to protect users who may be targeted by spyware. That mode is now available on the iPhone, but it's got a little update as well. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow where I'll be doing a deep dive into the Verizon DBIR and covering all the latest. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe. And until then, have a great rest of your day and stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.